0: Hey everybody, welcome to Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Darius. I'm Dylan. I'm Jan. And today we have our special guest, Katie Halliday. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Oh, thank you. Uh, Katie is a sound designer. Uh, I hope I got that right. Um, A professional sound designer. (laughs) Uh, And we would love to get her opinion on sound design. Uh, Our sound design... uh, Star Trek sound design um.
2: (laughs) roast us go how
0: how bad is
3: it
2: (laughs) but uh, thanks for coming on the show yeah Uh, this is super exciting Um, I always like to start with our guests by asking you how uh, you came across Star Trek and what your journey through watching Star Trek has been like like where did it start and and how did you come across it
1: yeah, um, I started watching Star Trek at probably as young as like four or five. Um, as young as I can remember, we were watching Star Trek at home and my parents didn't let us watch TV during the week, So, but my dad was a huge Star Trek fan, so he was always watching Star Trek and he was like, okay, you can watch this with me, but that's it. So that's kind of how it started and then I ended up actually enjoying it and you know, we went to go see all the movies and theaters when they would come out, and um, we didn't. We mostly watched The Next Generation. I don't think we watched too much of the original Star Trek, um, a little bit of Deep Space Nine, um, but I think that was about it. And uh, it's always been in my life in one way or another, and, and just this past year, I got to actually work on Star Trek Discovery and the new TV series, Strange New Worlds, um, awesome. Very briefly. Um, right. So it's all kind of come full circle for me.
4: <laughs> Isn't that great? Like, have you ever thought about like, oh, if if I could talk to myself when I was five years old. Yeah. And tell them, tell myself, you know, hey,
3: <laughs> yeah. you know
4: those doors opening, the sounds yeah. of that? That's, That's going to be. be you. <laughs>
1: you get to do that t-
4: but there is an aesthetic right like to to star trek sound and it's it's iconic you know you you there's a distinct difference between something like star trek and star wars and probably people discount it but
1: oh yeah. yeah and it there's something so wonderful you know about the simplicity of the sound design on the show especially because it was a tv show and you know now tv shows are like these big productions and like they have tons of resources and money but back then it was a very different story you know like there wasn't as much time or resources or money to come up with ideas so they were very inventive and like everything was like very simple but very effective the way that they made things sound mm. futuristic but still like kind of grounded in reality
3: yeah
1: um yeah it's great i just i love it <laughs> it just sends me back every time i hear you know the br- the sounds of the bridge are, like oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, the the hum,
2: phasers, the hum, yeah, the hum, the hum is always of the bridge. my favorite.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: uh, yeah. There are a few moments in this episode that I'm excited to talk about in in those regards. Uh, yeah, because it's I think with TNG, it's definitely that sort of minimalistic attitude. I think you just yeah. mentioned that, right? The simplicity, and so when when something when you hear something, you're like. huh? something <laughs> yeah there's sounds <laughs> what's going
1: on even the communicators like i i'd forgotten how iconic that sound is when they oh. touch the communicator to talk and i was like oh damn that's such a good it's like very musical but like it just fits so well Oh yeah. yeah
0: yeah the one thing that i i've noticed especially about tng and like some of the older stuff and then based like compared to uh discovery and i don't say that one's better than the other but like tng is like very like it's not as aggressive in its like sounds and then like yeah with discovery things start to become a little bit more like like the the transporter sound and like all that stuff becomes just a little bit more aggressive and i i throw that to like they're in the future and i get that and like and also that's just the way sound is these days and in, in a lot of our films and stuff like that. But like TNG, yeah. like you said, kind of musical to it almost like,
1: yeah, the, And they used a lot of musical instruments as sound effects too on the show. And I feel like you know, you're, you hit the nail on the head. It's like very cinematic TV is very cinematic now. It's very, you know, trying to emulate what you see in a movie theater or what you hear in a movie theater. So, <laughs> which is very yeah. different from how it used to be. Like, yeah. you Watch TV.
4: I guess I'm a little curious, too, because, you know, these shows like Discovery, Strange New Worlds, like so many of these shows now are produced with that sort of that degree of complexity. But so many people generally either get the sound out of a sound bar or, you know, even their TV speakers. So like how much of a consideration is that, you know, when you're designing like, yeah, this would be great to have all these textures and everything going on. But is it all just going to come out, you know, right? So I I don't know if you have any perspective on on that and balancing that out.
1: It's definitely, especially with like streaming platforms now, um, it's always a consideration, um, especially on shows like that or, or, you know, um, Stranger Things is another one where, you know, we we try to make it as big and wonderful as possible. But we also consider the fact that when it's sort of shrunken down, it still feels you know, big or complex or, or whatever. And it's not, you're not sucking all the life out of it by listening on a phone. Like mm. we do take that into consideration, like that it's going to sound good on every, every possible device.
0: You got someone like Jan over here with like a full on sound system, uh, yeah. shaking yeah. the house
4: <laughs> and then you got, Home Atmos. You <laughs> got <laughs> but I'm still constantly writing the remote. Like I, because you know, every sound system's different. Every yeah. decoder is different. <laughs> Yeah. Um And yeah, certain certain streaming platforms, I think their mixing is a little bit better. I don't know how they compressed audio or something like that. So like I think Netflix is generally pretty good, for example. But then something uh, – maybe another streaming platform that I won't mention by name here is <laughs> a little <laughs> – Harder, harder to hear. Well, Comcast on demand. That, that Comcast that's on
0: demand.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I,
4: like most people, I switch back and forth between Netflix and Comcast, and Comcast, on, Comcast demand. on
3: demand. Yeah. <laughs>
4: but it's tricky. it's really hard too. You know, like, yeah. And and um especially for something like sci-fi now. You know, there's just so, there's so many. Yeah. layers and textures so yeah.
1: yeah and it's it's you know a big part of of the sound game is just finding those like nice ways dynamics right like you want to have quiet moments and then you want to ramp it up when it's exciting but at the same time you don't want people running for the remote so that is a fine line and a balance that we try to figure out before we put things out but yeah i think streaming platforms are way way better um than old like television broadcast compression which mm-hmm. is just like it's horrible it's really bad like I feel I feel bad for anybody that had to like hear their mixes on TVs you know back in the even like like 10 15 years ago sure. you know because it's just so dramatic mm-hmm. like they and they don't care they just slap it on there and, <laughs> and broadcast it so
4: I wonder yeah I mean I, I would imagine that that was part of the process too where it's like okay this is just coming out of like a 32 inch Sony Trinitron TV speaker. Yeah. so yeah. we can't overcomplicate this. Maybe you know yeah. that's what happened with with Star Trek back in the day. I think
1: so, and yeah. I think there's a beauty in that too, right? Like they they had to they had to nail it with everything they did and, and get the point across. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard with sci-fi because it's not real and it's not, you know, nothing is is like a, you know. There's no Starship Enterprise. There's no phasers. There's no like any of that stuff, right? Even yeah. or a- a- any of those machines they use. So you you kind of have to like make it sound like authentic, but also like you've got like two, two sounds you can use and it's a stereo pass. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs>
3: um,
1: so it was like, you know, it was, it's, it was a different time obviously. And, and you know, but the, yeah, like I said, there's, there's a beauty in that. Cause it was so simple, but like so perfectly mm-hmm. um, thought out and, and executed.
2: Mm-hmm. The simplicity yeah. in TNG helps me take naps. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Which if it's constantly explosions it's and and yeah, yeah, if it's
2: constant explosions, I won't be able to go to sleep or nap yeah. during the day.
0: Until that until that TNG theme hits and then it wakes you oh up. Oh my god, like...
2: it wakes me up every time. It's so loud and yeah. like <laughs> abrasive.
4: Time to turn off the TV that... and go to bed. Yeah, yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> that opening riff is just so good. Oh, it's that So that like
4: Goldsmith, Jerry yeah. Goldsmith. yeah. The beam is oh, great. Man. Well, yeah. I think that's a fa- I think you know that was our Twitch intro, but we should totally use it as our podcast intro. It's not. It's the podcast. Right. Intro. That was our podcast. We've been the podcast okay. yeah. now, in the podcast for a while now, Jan.
2: Yeah, we're in the podcast. We're in the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, we're in the podcast.
4: All right, I'm Jan. Uh,
0: that's
4: <laughs> <laughs> we did that already, Jan. We did it. Uh, we did it. Well, <laughs> we're in. The, that's fantastic, um, and I'm Katie. I'm, I'm so happy that you are on the podcast with us uh, for this episode of um, TNG. We're doing called Clues. Season four, episode 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, it first aired February 11th, 1991. Uh, so everybody buckle up, but in a very like muted way, a very simplistic, nice click, you right. know, yeah. so you know right. that you're buckled up, right? Uh,
0: buckle up. None of this Edgar Wright, like, sl- like, really
4: quick cuts and all that kind of stuff,
2: <laughs> very like some, slow and simple buckles,
4: yeah, yeah. it's very simple. Uh, muted buckle <laughs> and uh, <laughs> get ready as we trek,
3: trek the to the
4: holiday. Believe these simulations to be this real? Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Now, even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something. A little more intimate. Program complete. You
3: may enter.
0: Yeah, that's our intro. And then our 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 theme song which has really nothing to do with Star Trek except for the fact that Jan cut all these sound yeah. clips from Star Trek over the
4: top of it. Don't listen to it. I'm I'm going to have now I'm going to have like a retroactive performance anxiety for that little <laughs> <laughs> me just pulling clips off of YouTube, pulling, extracting the sound and layering it on top of a track.
2: Okay. It sounds uh, great, yeah. It it's great. a real it's,
4: banger. It's, okay. Yeah, you're right. We, you're right. It's a real banger.
0: At the end of the episode, we always give credit uh, to to the artist that made the, like, bass song that Jan cut everything on top of. And I'm always like, I wonder how many people who listen to the podcast go to Bandcamp to listen to that Actually song go and go like, where's the Star Trek? Where's the Star Trek? Because <laughs> it's just like a Vaporwave song
4: underneath. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's really groovy. If, I don't know if you like, I don't know what kind of music you like to listen to, but if you like... Vaporwave, just a chill vibe of vaporwave. Uh like that sort of eighties nice. style
3: yeah. Yeah. Mall internet
4: music. Yeah, internet.
2: Let's get into some credits. Because we do we love our writers and our directors and our, our composers on this uh And we're gonna show. add
4: a twist to it today. I've just decided. I'm calling an audible. We are. But yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll I'm call actually, the audible. Let's, lead, w- let's <laughs> lead
3: with it. Yeah. All I'm All gonna to right,
4: I'm, I'm gonna give credit to the sound department.
1: I was just going to say, yeah. we should uh, also credit the sound designer. Yeah, we're going to start with that.
4: Um, okay, so the sound mixer was Alan Bernard. Great job, Alan. The sound yeah. editor was Wilson Dyer. The ADR mixer was Alfred T. Ferrante. The Foley artist was Jerry Trent. A lot of dudes here. Uh, supervising sound <laughs> editor, Bill Winstrom. Sound editor, James Wolvington. And another sound editor, Dan Yale. So... Kind of a kind of a dude fest, which is unsurprising for the nineteen <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, really kind nineties. Of
1: not surprising now either. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sausage fest. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh,
4: this is in, in classic, probably as an echo of current times. All of these folks I'm looking at their IMDb's now also worked on like Voyager or Deep Space. You know, there's all that like cross work, which makes a yeah. lot of sense, right? Because you understand the auditory language. Yeah,
1: you know the DNA.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, which was really cool. Um, so, yeah, this was 100% male. What would you <laughs> say the percentage is now based on your experience in the industry, Katie?
1: Oh, for my job specifically? Yeah, or uh, like a sound department. Sound department in general? Um, maybe like a 65-35 split okay. in favor of men. Uh, in my department, like... men. (laughs) Wow. 90% men.
0: Still a lot of work to be done, is is what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, there's definitely... There's lots of women effects editors and sound designers out there. I just think that they tend to migrate towards uh, ADR and music and um, Foley a lot. Okay. I'm not sure why, because I personally think sound design is the most fun, but... (laughs)
2: Um, I'd hope so.
1: I hope, hope that's I actually fucking hate it. I don't know why <laughs> yeah, I'm doing yeah. this. Trend.
4: I'm just good at it. Oh, sorry.
1: It. Can we swear?
0: Oh, please. Totally. Absolutely.
4: Yeah. Well, I think this, you know, I think it's valuable to, to, uh, you know, sound is something that people often don't really understand in terms of yeah. like what, sound editors do versus a mixer versus a designer so um yeah. would you care to share with us like as a sound designer what your job typically entails on a, on a project
1: yeah um and i can use star trek as an example that's fantastic um, yeah so typically you know i also do i'm a sound effects editor sound designer supervising sound editor which is just like being the boss of the show
3: Boom. um
1: but sound designer typically is somebody who creates new sounds off of you know, f- thematic things for a p- specific show, right? So, like, for example, like, warp drive and um, the warp drive or, like, a phaser or even, like, the doors can be sound design. You know, if, if it's something that they've recorded and then manipulated in a way that suits the show, that's mm-hmm. basically makes you a sound designer and then sound effects is more you know um the literal things that you see um like somebody getting punched in the face or um you know like in this episode like wharf getting thrown (laughs) (laughs) and falling on the ground uh sound effects editor will usually get his body falling and um you know and both both jobs are super super fun because you get to kind of you know create that whole landscape sonic landscape Um, But sound design is definitely the most fun. And then if there's any, like, alien creatures or anything like that, you know, um, we create, like, all the sounds that they would make. Um,
4: Like little green clouds? You Would you do that? Like little little green clouds? (laughs) clouds. Yeah, that would definitely
1: be a sound designer's job.
3: (laughs)
4: Um,
1: It's definitely a term. I don't know if it existed back then. So it's possible that they wouldn't have credited people like that back then. Um, It's becoming more popular as time goes by um i think it started maybe in the 80s or 90s like late 80s early 90s is when it started to become a term but it didn't really pick up speed until like a couple decades ago
0: as things get more complicated things get more specialized kind of a thing yeah
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: and then foley does that go into sound effect does sound effects as well like doing foley and stuff
1: so it's funny because i feel like foley is the job that everybody who doesn't know what sound is always thinks that's what i do they're like oh foley so you like do footsteps and no that's not
3: that's
1: with peace peace and love to my foley people that's boring as fuck to me i don't (laughs) you know um but foley is 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 more like literally anything a character um manipulates that makes a sound the foley artist will get will um create the sound for that so footsteps is like a big part of it yeah
3: um
1: yeah. and then anything that you know somebody touches or uh if they're like you know on the bridge like hitting buttons like the buttons will get covered by foley
4: um things like that cool has there ever been a, a situation i'm sure there has where <laughs> it's like there's a little bit of a crot like a venn diagram situation where it's like i think I think these down, these buttons are my buttons, and Foley guys yeah. like actually we got buttons. <laughs> it's, that's it's, my it's, jurisdiction. <laughs> <laughs> Back
3: off, those are my buttons.
1: Yeah, it happens all the time. Actually, yeah. it's it's. But I mean, that's fine. It's always better to overlap stuff because sure. then we definitely have it covered on the stage when the mixer is going through everything.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. So that's like not really an issue. And there's even. I mean, it depends. Like if you know the Foley people, I always try to like stay in touch with them and. Be like, oh, what did you cover so that, you know, or here's my tracks so you guys can see what I've already done so you don't have to waste time, like, doing something that's already been cut. Um, yeah. But, yeah, there's definitely a lot of overlap. And, and I mean, part of the process of being a supervisor is just going through all that before mix and just being like, okay, what do we need here? What do we not need? It's kind of like a sous chef and a, a – what do you call it? A head chef, you know?
3: Yeah.
1: Sous chef yeah. is like all the, all the sound people – kind of bring all the ingredients together, get them all prepared. And then the supervisor kind of has a last pass at it and then sends it to the head chef, which is the mixer. And they kind of like, okay, what are we going to use here? What works in context with the show?
4: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Do you do like a spotting session with the director or like an editor or something, or do you just do that independently?
1: Uh, It's different on every show. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's definitely encouraged, but um, you know, not every show has the time for that depends a lot on that. Um, on something like Star Trek, I was sort of like I was sort of a gun for hire. So I was not at the spotting sessions, but they did have them with the directors and they kind of and creators of the show. And, yeah. and the, they just tell them, OK, this is what we want this to sound like. This, You know, um, that's pretty standard. But yeah. um, but not every show does it. So
4: cool. Uh, so we talk often about how to, the next generation is a process show and it's like people who are competent at their jobs doing their jobs well so that's i'm always really interested in how people do their jobs you know and like well competency.
1: and this is a fun little piece of star trek trivia actually Ooh. um Ooh. but the uh, and it relates back to what you just said the bridge you know the controls at the front mm-hmm. those were actually modeled after a mix uh, a mix board
3: oh really, really? Yeah, like the original series one,
2: or yeah, Yeah. nice.
1: This is secondhand knowledge, so like, I I hope no Trekkies out there like actually, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but
3: but like, this
1: makes a lot of sense because you look at it, it's like, oh my God, yeah. And I can't tell you how many times a director will walk into a room and be like, oh my God, it's like we're on a spaceship. Yeah, "Yeah."
3: because that's where they
1: got the idea, (laughs) bro.
4: (laughs) That makes Um, so much sense though, because it's so tactile. I feel on the original series, like the knobs and the the sliders and And switches. There's there's
2: no labels on the knobs either. (laughs) They're just buttons everywhere, and you have to remember what they do. (laughs) You
1: just have to know. Yeah, exactly. You just have to know what they do. But that goes back to also the sound teams, right? Like we Mm. are all very competent and passionate at what we do, and we kind of all come together as a team and make something. Wonderful, happen. Yeah. Basically. You're basically,
2: your own. You're on your own little enterprise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So sweet. I love that.
1: I I like when I'm supervisor. I like to be referred to as captain and drink real great tea all the time. Yeah. So there's also that. Right,
4: right, right. I hope that's real. Is that true?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna start doing it now. Yeah, actually, yeah. you gotta <laughs> yeah.
2: come in. You gotta freak everyone out too. Come in yeah. with the yeah. uniform and the whole but thing yeah. and be like, "All right, guys, like." I'm going to be in the ready room. You let me know if you need
3: anything. Yeah. like halfway went,
0: through like, the show, just thousand. like start wearing mm-hmm. loose-fitting jackets and stuff. And yeah. Just, like,
3: yeah four seasons
0: in, you can start doing that.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sad, uh, sadly or not sadly, in my line of work, I don't know how many people would even look at me sideways if I did that. They'd be like,
3: eh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, makes okay. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Doesn't
4: matter. Yeah. She's
1: going through her Star Trek phase. Yeah.
4: <laughs> it's her whole life. <laughs> yeah. Is <laughs> the phase. Uh, okay, well Dylan, you, okay, you kicked off the, the credits So finish him off with the useless Dylan. writers
2: The useless writers uh, was uh, <laughs> Bruce D. Arthurs And uh, Joe Manowski Which I think we've we've had Joe Manowski oh, before Joe Manowski. I don't know about Bruce D. Arthurs though
4: No we haven't, and we never will Because this is his only writing credit his ever His
2: only writing credit ever? Yeah, it
4: was a spec script he submitted
2: <laughs> Damn, okay, well the story yeah, nice. was also by him uh, This one was directed by Les Landau
4: We've done less before. Less is a,
2: a good one, Um, and the music was by our our friend, not actual friend of the pod, but <laughs> we like to think he's our friend, Dennis McCarthy. Denny Return Mac. of the Mac, Denny Mac. Return of the Mac, <laughs> Dennis McCarthy. We have a an obsession with all of the composers of Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> we love them to death. They're you fair.
4: know, D- Dennis McCarthy for g- generally is very subdued in his tracks because I think that's why he was hired to replace Ron Jones. Uh, but this whenever something jazzy like appears in an episode or an opportunity for jazziness to come up, he, he's like, Oh he I kills man. it. I, he goes nuts.
2: He this holodeck
4: scene, he kills it. Like oh, yeah, he's yeah, I was jazzing it up.
1: <laughs> like, did you guys write this just for me?
4: We, I mean, yes, we did. We did pick it. Just for yeah. you. We didn't I didn't here's a, a confession on my part. Like I didn't remember this episode at all, but I think it's great. And I think when you're a kid, probably a, an episode like this is pro- maybe a little too heavy, heady, or something like that, because it just yeah. didn't stick with me. But watching this as a as an old man, I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. They're <laughs> just like figuring out a story, a mystery, it's yeah. a <laughs> mystery story.
2: I love this episode. I uh, the moment I didn't remember the holodeck part, but after that, I like remember this one very vividly. Yeah. And- it was great because you got uh, Data's weird little uh, skin head, his, 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 skin his, flap. Uh, his skin flap opening in yeah. the back, which is always yeah. terrifying, and uh, and always I always clock that one in my head. If that happens in an episode, I know every time his head is opened, and Jordy's like, "Oh God, this is so weird." You got <laughs> gotta do this again. I gotta go to your head.
0: You got your classic like uh, you were the one that told me, uh, Picard, cut commercial.
3: Yeah.
4: Twist. Think about that. I can't that. believe
1: how many times they went fade to black with the dramatic music. Yeah. It was Amazing.
4: Every, <laughs> every, it's like commercial every time. Break. Yeah.
1: I forgot about that because you watch on TV and it goes to commercial, right? But when you're watching it in a run yeah. on streaming with no commercials, it's like, oh,
3: Weird.
4: <laughs> it's so it's jarring. A, it's it's very time. odd. <laughs> yeah. And they come back and it's just like a slightly different angle, but yeah. yeah. And sometimes, <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, I love when they do that and repeat a line too. I don't, they didn't do it on this episode. Yes, but... yeah.
4: They repeat right, the last like, like, well, like, like six we have to
0: make seconds. sure the audience didn't forget yeah. what happened between uh, the last and the uh,
2: this one. That's Miller Lite commercial. Also, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to forget.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, I
1: think they also do it because like the commercial, ru- the commercial breaks is when people run to get a snack or go to the bathroom. Exactly, right. So it's like it gives them it buys them, like ten seconds. Yeah,
3: <laughs> absolutely.
4: That's great. No
2: more commercials break commercial breaks anymore. No. I you know. to sit just, down and watch the whole thing just the pause
4: button I you can just pause, pause it, it. Yeah, yeah you can pause yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> true. so uh, something that came <laughs> into mind maybe because I was watching this with an with an ear to sound design is I was thinking when like Data's flap opened I feel like there should just be like a laptop fan noise in his head <laughs>
1: that would make so So much just like a
4: little you know like not super loud because you know it's like that got the tiny like macbook pro fan in it but it's just be a (laughs) tiny little bit
2: just and when he gets stressed out it starts to get a little louder and like jordy can feel the left side of his head and be like your left side's getting getting pretty hot it's a little warm that was like
0: that was, like, all of the prototypes before Data. Yeah. And then they, they, get figured, out, too like, they, they figured out, like, they figured the cooling yeah. system. Yeah. And, like, now it's good. Yeah, it's fine. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would be really funny if, like, you could hear it while it's closed. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you're overheating oh, your laptop. Yeah, exactly. It's fan.
4: Data's like, excuse me, I got to take my head off real quick. because. Uh...
2: <laughs> Hang on, guys, I got to reset. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, the guard's like, the guard's like, uh, I think Data's a little
4: stressed out. You, did
2: everybody hear that fan? <laughs> that fan is
4: going. Somebody, somebody, get Data ice pack.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna say, like,
4: uh, he just installs, like, you know, those laptop cooling things, those ridiculous laptop cooling. He does that on the back of his head, like in his. Chair. Looks like a neck pillow. <laughs> oh. oh, that's so stupid! I love it. <laughs> just oh, like a completely man. go ahead. I did notice
1: oh no 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 I, I was just gonna say i didn't i did notice not necessarily with data but with crusher especially when she would pull out like some sort of analytics device it's just like a little prop with like a little you know christmas light or led light that turns on yeah and uh, that that to me is like the best kind of sound moments because it relies so much on sound to sell it as like an actual thing that's doing something. Yeah. Whereas whereas now, you know, you could add CGI or you can, like, make, like, a really cool thing that's got, like, a screen and it's got all this info on it. Yeah. But it was so much simpler, right? So they they didn't have, like, that kind of special effects so they really had to lean on sound
4: no no don't apologize (laughs) ever for for bringing attention to something like that that's great
0: i love (laughs) i love props and like how props were were made back then but also like i saw um i think like this morning on like tiktok or something somebody was had like the mandalorian paused and someone had something in their hand they're like i knew i recognized that and they pull out like a flashlight that they got from harbor freight and it's the exact <laughs> flashlight from harbor freight and like i'm like the people they still do that yeah. like they still do oh, yeah. that on film sets Go buy random shit there's yeah. a
1: there, you know those <laughs> what do you call them the it's not lacrosse but there's like those scoops that had those yeah
0: yeah those oh.
2: weird like there's like a like bunch that? of those
1: in Star Wars in yes. the in the prequels in the background. They're just like spray Yes, I remember. It's like it's like, it's like <laughs> I immediately recognized. so I was like, "What is that doing
2: there?" They spray painted them like silver or yeah. like gold or whatever. I love that. Yeah. Oh my god,
0: that's, that's the incredible. fun. I love that because it's the fun of sci-fi too. Is you can be yeah. like. Yeah, this flashlight looks kind of dumb. Let's just throw it in there. No one will ever know the difference. Like, <laughs> yeah. just
1: slap some some spray paint on it
0: and you're Give go- it a good, good to go. Good sound effect
2: and you're yeah. yeah and you're, you're right. Like the
0: sound really sells those things. Definitely sells those things. So
2: yeah, it's making yeah. me like. There's a lot of sound effects that I remember from my childhood, specifically from like Star Wars and Star Trek, also. And it might just be because I was a kid, but there's not a lot of stuff these days that I can like uh really remember those sounds and i'm wondering if it is because like they didn't have the specific special effects to really make it wonderful so they had to do more with the sound
1: uh i don't know if it's more with the sound i think the simplicity is easier to remember kind of like the simplicity of like a john williams song is easy to you know like the jaws theme is super easy to remember Um, yeah, I think that's part of the reason why, especially if you're young, like those sounds kind of are glued in your brain because they're easy for you Mm -hmm. to recall, yeah. But when you've got like trans, I mean, I don't know if you could. Remember what the trans—they sound really cool. Transformers, I'm not yeah, Transformers, no idea. Transformers, it's like you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. a million sounds going. um It's just harder for your brain to like retain that kind uh, of. Yeah, uh, like
4: what uh, what I think of when I hear a transformer sound is the original cartoon one, which I never even watched, but like I know yeah, what that exactly. sounds like. <laughs> yeah, do 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 do. That like do do which do, do is musical. Yeah, like he said earlier. But it's literally right? yeah,
1: it's yeah.
4: Versus yeah, yeah exactly. I mean the Michael Bay ones are just it's just like drinking sugar. It's just sugar. Yeah, It's a
2: little dubstep <laughs> It's a little musical. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the
1: way the new ones sound too. But but as far as like remembering what it sounds like, I, I can do that because that's like yeah. my – that's what I do. Yeah. And my yeah. brain is wired to kind of remember that kind of stuff. But um, but like just like remembering passively stuff like that, it's really hard unless it's simple.
4: When you watch stuff, inevitably, I'm sure you watch it. It's hard to turn off the part of your brain that's like – I would do this instead or like I would add something here or something like that. So when you watch something, but of course that changes based on the era and stuff. So when you watch to the next generation, does it feel, Mm -hmm. do you get the impulse or do you just notice the choices?
1: Um, I think in general, uh, there's, there's a saying that applies to picture editing, but I feel like it applies to every aspect of film where if you, can get the audience to forget or not notice the picture edits, the sound edits, whatever. Then you've done a good job. But if you can get other sound editors to not notice, then you've really done a good job because it's so <laughs> encompassing and and you're so um, wrapped up in what's happening that you're not really analyzing stuff because you're trying to like absorb, like you know passively absorb the the show. Mm-hmm. Um, And I was so interested in the show, I'll be honest, like I was not really like when I would hear some some things pop up. Like I said, the communicator, it sort of hit this nostalgic wave in my brain. It's like, oh, man, I forgot about that sound. It's so cool. Um, But I was sort of just so interested in the show itself that I wasn't really, you know, putting my analytical brain on to watch it. Um, So I would say and I love the old stuff. I wouldn't really want to change it. You know, it's so worked so perfectly with the show and those guys like that in the original star Trek series, they, they were such pioneers with the ideas that they had, um, that it's kind of hard to be like, well, I would do it this way, but I've also like to like a generation removed when like none of that stuff existed and they had to come up with that on their, just out of their own crazy ass yeah. L- <laughs> LSD probably
2: adult brains. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're going on vision quests to come up with Guys, these sound effects for start yeah this little sound i can get out of this yeah
1: hey man it was the 70s oh, yeah
0: hey where's those sound effects oh shit something. you know i think i yeah. left them in the desert god damn it yeah. there's a whole mixing man, board doing... in the
4: middle of yeah. arizona yeah.
1: <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have done that ayahuasca. Yeah.
4: So now that we're forty minutes into the podcast, uh, I think we should do a recap of the episode. What do you guys think? We should do a recap. <laughs> let's do a yeah.
2: recap. Yes, let's recap it.
4: Yeah, Katie. Uh, we usually ask our de- guests to do it if they're comfortable to do it. It's just a thirty-second recap.
2: I
1: I wrote Ooh. down a little recap. Ooh. Um, I so I can read it if that if that works, or. Yeah.
2: Well, that's great. We usually uh, do a little comp. Not it's not a competition, uh, but okay. we were just getting so bogged down with doing recaps that we try to do it in thirty seconds or less.
3: Okay. <laughs> so you're welcome to read
2: it. Yeah, you're welcome to read it.
1: Oh, damn. Okay, <laughs> this is definitely kind of long-winded. So maybe, oh, well, maybe not. Whatever
4: <laughs> you were comfortable doing.
1: Or, yeah. All right. Uh, and, yeah. Okay. I'll 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 read this out yeah, and hopefully it that. doesn't go long. Um, I'm so good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, on this episode of Star Trek, Data spends the crew's day off <laughs> posing around the deck <laughs> as a Riker cool dude when the Enterprise <laughs> stumbles on a wormhole. They jump through the worm- wormhole, and everyone is seemingly knocked unconscious for 30 seconds, according to Data. Crusher checks the crew and notices her incubation containers that she started on are suddenly teeming with life. Somehow the moss in her incubation tube has grown a full day. Creating a minor mystery. Crusher does some science to prove they were unconscious for longer than 30 seconds. So was data lying about how long they were unconscious? The minor mystery deepens. As the clue begin clues begin to pile up, the enterprise returns to the origins of the wormhole, only to find that there is no wormhole, but an energy <laughs> field sent by hillbilly aliens that want to enter the Enterprise to get off their lawn. <laughs> It looks like Data was unaffected by the energy field, not knocked unconscious, and was just being Data and trying to help out. They do the Star Trek thing and talk things out with the hillbillies, while finding a way to wipe their memories without leaving clues behind a second time. It goes off without a hitch, and Data gets to carry that burden for the rest of his days.
2: (laughs) I like to imagine Data's <laughs> having, like, stress dreams about this whole yeah.
4: situation. <laughs> this, this, like, accelerates PTSD, his becoming a human because yeah. he's got anxiety I would... all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> they're, gonna look, they're gonna
0: look back on the logs. I would, love, I would love to have had it come back in, like, Picard season one or something, just some weird drop that, like, Data gives uh, Picard, like, in that, <laughs> oh, like, that'd be amazing. scene that they have together before Picard gets, like, reincorporated into his body. <laughs>
2: What would he say? What would he just be like, I just wanted to let you know that I there were, it. I just need to tell somebody there's like, it wasn't a like wormhole. Don't mess with them. <laughs> They're uh,
0: I need to get it off my mind before I die.
2: Picard,
4: yeah. Picard like wakes up and just like, that motherfucker. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Years. He lied to me for thirty years. <laughs> Friendship over. If I did any of this, because uh, there is that moment at the end too, where Picard, for half a second, is like, "I kind of still want to investigate this mystery." You no, know? he's just got that little. I know.
2: <laughs>
4: Fine, send a probe.
2: Well, at some point, he says, "Is it in the holodeck?" I don't know what part it's in, but he's like, "It's a mystery. It's a mystery." <laughs> It's I a mystery. Know. He keeps saying it's a mystery, and he like can't uh, stop fucking talking about it.
1: I feel like this the shot game in this would be anytime yeah. they say minor mystery, <laughs> mystery, you have to take a shot.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's
1: like, okay, I get it. It's a minor mystery. It's a
3: minor mystery.
4: <laughs> it seems oh, yeah. like we've got a lot of those mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm fucking wasted. There's only 20 minutes in here. <laughs>
3: God
2: damn <laughs> It's okay. You get to see Worf get totally, just completely oh my destroyed God. by Deanna. Face. Which, Worf, the way <laughs> Worf
0: stuff. runs over to jump over the side, like, is very funny to me. Because it's, like, very, like, <laughs> dancing almost. Like, he dances yeah. over and then, like, jumps over the side What's of What's his the plan? Wood? What's he, like, what? yeah, activated but also you in s- Worf's
4: mind where it's, like, <laughs> Deanna's talking funny. I gotta tackle her. I gotta talk... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) because you can see in
0: his face like michael dorn does such a good job where he's like i get to hurt somebody
2: yes (laughs) he's always resisting that urge every single time anything happens he's like
1: oh i gotta hurt somebody i love how his immediate reaction was to pull his phaser out too (laughs) the first time or you know we have a
0: running we have a running joke that Worf tapes phasers under all the tables everywhere on TNG, <laughs> yeah. so that he always has access I think to it's a, a phaser. In Devils <laughs> do right, where he pulls one from
4: under the under the thing from uh, under a table. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Worf, god! What, what is this? It's like, oh it's yeah, like the, this yeah. is just uh, I just keep a phaser everywhere. <laughs>
2: They're under all your, there's about 10 under this board room. So any seat I sit in, I can.
4: Yeah, it's for security. That's my approach. My approach is just, if there's a phaser anywhere, he's definitely pro-gun. He's like, the only thing stopping. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man, his Billy aliens. Yeah.
1: Uh, Side note, I never noticed that Michael Dorn has some kind of puffy suit like on his top shoulder area like his pecs to I think his they back pull,
0: does, does he yeah.
1: but i never noticed before but on this episode i was like why are his cuz his limbs are like <laughs> comically smaller <laughs> than like <this> <laughs> <thing>. <laughs>
3: they are i'm guessing to make
1: him look bigger right make him look more like imposing but it's just in this episode specifically there's like a moment where he lifts his arm and i'm just like wait he's got like little noodle arms like what compared to like his shoulders he
2: does have like a little like football pads on or something yeah exactly
1: yeah something like that
2: because like in the first like season or two of star trek or a TNG, yeah. he, his head looks really big yeah. because I don't think they have those like pads on him. Yeah. He just looks really thin, yeah. and his head is just fucking huge. <laughs> I
1: wonder if they did that to counterbalance his part. massive head.
4: <laughs> I also imagine like, we all know that these <laughs> costumes are made of polyester, like 115% polyester. They, they're like the most uncomfortable things, yeah. and yeah. everybody must be sweating <laughs> and stinking horribly all the time. And it must ugh. smell so bad. Wonder, like, yeah, maybe this, <laughs> oh. and Doran has all the makeup on, which, as we know, like makes you hot and warm too. So I wonder if he's like got this thing under to like prevent yep. sweat stains and stuff. Th- th- that would be what I would have to do. I would have to wear three shirts, you know, why- be hotter <laughs> just to avoid the sweat coming through the. Uh, yeah.
2: Ugh.
1: Well, That's even why- like yeah. studio mm-hmm. lights, like even just wearing like a t shirt, you get oh, really yeah. hot really yeah. fast. So.
2: That's why it looks like he wants to kill somebody all the time. Yeah. It's because he's got like 20 layers on and the thing and the studio. It's just like.
4: Oh, it? like- uh, that was an excellent oh, recap. Thank you, uh, Katie. And I, and I like the description of the aliens as hillbillies. No of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get off my yard. <laughs> We're going to have to blow. We'll shoot. We'll shoot.
2: Uh-
1: <laughs> we'll shoot you.
2: I, I feel like Worf definitely yeah. uh, relates to these guys a little bit. He's kind of like. I, might I could just work for you. Pop off yeah. and hang out uh, with them. I like your approach. <laughs> yeah, i I also love that they
0: they with this whole situation. They're like, we're not going to show any aliens. We're not going to do anything other than like a green cloud, and then we're yeah. gonna have uh we're gonna have Troy's voice be like shifted down a few, uh, and then that's gonna be. Would it. that be
4: something that you would <laughs> handle mm-hmm. for dialogue? No.
1: No, that, that would typically be dialogue, but I yeah. was going to say they did a good job with that. Like, they made it sound, she didn't sound, uh, I don't know, she didn't sound, like, comically low. It felt like yeah. it was actually, like, imposing. Um, She didn't just sound like she was going like this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounded like they just took Marina
4: Sirtis's voice track and, and just...
1: Pitched it down, yeah, probably. That's cool. That's yeah. what it sounds like, yeah. Yeah.
2: I just love that Worf is escorting her to her room when she like sees the, uh, the thing for the first time, and it happens so quickly, like she literally walks into her room and a second later, Worf like turns around and then she screams and it's like, yeah, I I am a different per- human being right now,
4: <laughs> and he couldn't come in, right?
2: I don't think yeah, so. Yeah,
1: he he yeah. had to contact security to open the door. It's so he's
2: Which head of security, isn't he? The- isn't he head of security? <laughs> yeah and the the other oh that's a good point doesn't he
0: have all
2: the codes I was just
1: thinking in my head I'm like yeah it makes sense that you would have locks on a door right yeah
0: Yeah. maybe maybe Starfleet was like maybe Starfleet was like uh, if if security's going into uh, a female's quarters it has to be a female security officer it can't be like like a male security officer
3: yeah
4: (laughs) the the other thing that's weird to me about it though is just like in so many it just seems to be one of those arbitrary things because in so many episodes people can just like walk by a door or like near a door and it'll, it'll open, open. Yeah.
3: And, yeah and like
4: in one episode in the outrageous okona a dude's like making out with terry hatcher <laughs> Do you remember that one <laughs> uh, yeah yes. and like Worf just opens the door like it doesn't there's no privacy or anything like that so <laughs> it just contextual for plot i guess is the
2: <laughs> privacy policies on enterprise are a little gray yeah
4: <laughs> speaking of uh i was i just kept thinking during the scene where beverly's doing the science to look at the transporter uh pattern i wonder if that mm-hmm. the, that ensign or whatever it was like wait you can do that you can just you can just look at my data you can just you can just look at my transporter <laughs> I didn't data sign anything <laughs> yeah you signed a release when you joined Starfleet <laughs> I
2: just... <laughs> okay
4: yeah, I'm i have
0: sorry full i can
2: access to all of your data
0: sorry i can't beam you here anymore like on shift because like crusher might just be looking at our data
4: yeah <laughs> we're just a guy who's like I, I don't use a transporter oh you're one of those guys who's scared of us no it's just a privacy thing you know it's just i can't <laughs> the moment they beam me they got everything about me they'd have they have it all they have all they my have a
2: copy of me yeah they could just make me <laughs> Yeah but, but, yeah but they would to never answer do all that those
0: questions when you join starfleet did you like not answer them no i lied on those yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. i need to get in i just said like yeah. those
1: agree things on the on updates for apple yeah yeah said, uh, well, i <laughs> gotta use I
4: it i yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> i just scrolled through i agreed okay yeah, yeah.
4: <sighs> <sighs> I, I like i like how simple this episode is uh and I'm I'm yeah. surprised that Bruce D. Arthur's never got a, another writing credit ever. Because I think it's 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 a solid little story.
0: I always wonder what happens to people who have like one writing credit. Like, did Bruce D. Arthur's decide not to do it anymore? Like it was just like, I wanted to try it, I did it, this wasn't for me, moving on. Or like, did Bruce D. Arthur's just never get anything else ever picked up? Like
2: he is Could an be. author, it looks like. Oh, he writes weird fantasy novels.
4: Bruce the Authors is what he should be called. I thought it was for Katie, who said she liked that jokes.
2: <laughs> I approve. Oh <laughs> Sword and the Sorceress 2, he wrote. Damn. So he's he writes books, apparently. Okay,
3: okay. So, so he's doing fine.
2: Maybe he's just,
4: just a big Star I, Trek fan. I don't know <laughs> how how much do you think a spec credit like a spec script like this would net you know if you got bought if it got bought in 1991 more than it would net now probably
0: like with including yeah. including really uh, specs anymore right yeah inc- including inflation and stuff you probably make more and yeah i don't know if they do as many specs and stuff
4: yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: you've usually got teams that do whole seasons of sh- shows yeah. now, right? Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. When they had to yeah. fill up 26 episodes, I think this was more common. It's like, ugh, the team's exhausted. Yeah. they don't...
1: That's true. <laughs> yeah.
4: We'll look Long at some specs. Gone are
1: the days. Yeah. <laughs> 24 to 26 episodes. I do miss those though, but I noticed with Star Trek, like this is would be considered, I guess, like a filler episode, sort yeah. of, but yeah. like it's still so good. Like you watch old 90s shows like Xena or something and it's like the filler episodes are like, What is this? What is happening? <laughs> yeah. The filler what
2: episodes wo- <laughs> are always my favorite. I feel they're, like they're, the worst. <laughs>
1: oh, they're wonderful schlock, but yeah. they're just like you know, like if you happen on like on it during the week, you're like, What in God's what name?
2: That's why yeah. everyone hates the holodeck because I feel like the holodeck is always used as like filler episodes and people yeah. would tune in and be like, I don't wanna watch Picard doing the gangster thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted space stuff.
3: Yeah. Even though
4: thematically it's connected. It yeah, is as yeah. Katie pointed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a mystery. We needed a resolution and- to that. Sorry, go ahead,
3: Katie.
1: No, and that those uh, for me now, uh, as like an adult at least, those are the ones that I, I like died. It sent me when he was doing the accent. Oh, yeah. Like the film oh, noir man. 1940s accent. I was just like, this is amazing. This
4: is so, very <laughs> wild. Oh, it's, this is so fun because, like, in the first two episodes when he does the big goodbye story plot, he's like hesitantly doing it. And he sees it's more of like, a, I'm just relaxing here. I don't want to play. And now you have to fill in, like, okay, it's been a couple of years. He's really into this game now. Like he's doing the accents. <laughs> right. He invited Guinan over in the middle of a story plot. Like I don't know, it was going to be this this mission, uh, but you know, just just play play along, and she's yeah, doing the like, accent. And- this is like inviting your friend to
2: do a co op mission of a game you've been playing for like three years, yeah. and they know nothing about just it. Gonna be like, fine. It's just it's going to be fine. Like,
1: and <laughs> just imagine if that had kept going, like you were saying if it's a co-op thing or if it's like a first person shooter where somebody has no idea how to play (laughs) and they're just like dragging the whole thing down. You're just like,
0: just, come on. Let's you go. Again? You know, uh, you know by, the <laughs> that, by the end of that episode, uh, Guyton would be like, I never want to be in a holodeck with you ever
4: again, Picard. And Picard's like,
0: yeah, yeah you screwed yeah. the whole thing up. We were in here for four hours and we didn't get anything solved.
4: Guyton's <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be more of like a telltale experience where you just kind of like make a few 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 choices and, and you know, you just move forward. But it's like, No, no. That's really intense. High stakes action. Yeah, high high yeah. stakes I- <laughs>
1: What's really funny about this, though, is that, you know, you watch it and you're like, I feel like at least me, if I'd watched this in the 90s, I'd be like, why would anyone do that? You know, like role play. kind. Of, I mean, I know there's like, you know, D&D and stuff like that back then. But but now like escape rooms and like immersive theater is like the big thing. So I was like, I guess they were right. They called yeah. it.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And We all grew up watching that stuff. So is it is it a chicken or egg situation where like. We're it's into true. that idea. Right. We're more open to it because we saw the holodeck and things like it when we were growing up. You know, yeah. yeah, I it's think humans just like to be entertained and stimulated, and, and and this the way that we've structured our world, we you know we're pretty comfortable, so we have to seek it out in different ways.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally.
4: Uh, how about that that you said earlier? You know, did we pick this episode just for you, Katie? What's uh, when referencing the holodeck? what, what about it for you? I guess we'll do the holodeck stuff later, but yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. I had one. This is like the most inane, tiny detail. Perfect. And short of a Riker lean, this is like the best thing <laughs> that you can find in an episode. The Riker lean and the Riker sit, which I, yeah. I don't. I feel like that one's less known, but like.
2: Love the sit. I, I love the yeah. sit. It's so the funny. It's so great.
1: But there was one shot of data at the beginning of the episode where he's doing almost doing like a Riker lean and it's, it's like, cause he's on, he's in charge, right? He's on the bridge. He's on, he's in charge. Um, everybody else has the day off and it's like the most data thing to do to like emulate something human. And I guess he, it's, I don't know. It's so cute. He's like fanboying like Riker. He's like doing a little lean, you know, it's like, that's, It's perfect. It's like it's one shot and it's like this encapsulates how (laughs) much thought they put into their characters and like, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yes. I know it
1: seems so innocuous, but it's like such a perfect detail that like, you know, it's so subtle, but it's so.
0: (laughs) One of the other one of the other data things that I noticed in this episode, which I think is like a, a classic. Like Brent Spiner added this to Data is like at the very end he does like his pursed lips like I'm happy I I I succeeded in what I was supposed to do smile yeah. Yeah. and I'm like I love it
3: <laughs> yeah it's like
4: his got him moment you know where Picard's yeah. like fine send a probe and Dave's yeah. like got him yes. Got him. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> uh this lean is incredible i just pulled up this moment and yeah i didn't even notice it but he it totally goes by is... so
1: fast and yeah. it's like you know if you're just watching the episode it might it might not i rewound it i was just like i gotta see that again
2: yeah. <laughs> it's so good oh my God. enhance that's yeah that's such a fun detail and i'm sure brett spiner was like psyched about it yeah. He was like, this is awesome. And nobody really noticed. And he was like, this is great. This is so cool.
1: But that's why I started the recap saying Data's like basically spending the day uh, around the deck, <laughs> around the bridge is a Riker yeah, Kuhl-
3: right cool guy. He really
4: What's he doing? Do you think he does it with like everybody on the ship? But like, you know, there's just like some <laughs> I mean, random and it's like, is so he walking funny. like you? I think he's looking <laughs> like you today. Yeah, Data. He asked me for permission, but yeah, I said he could try he's it. He's trying
2: out. on a new, trying no. on a new uh, set of clothes. You know, what?
4: I, asked, I asked Data a question. He
0: pulled a phaser on me. Oh, kind yeah. like Worf normally yeah, He's doing Worf stuff this
2: week. He's doing Worf stuff. Yeah. he's taped like hundreds of phasers to the bottom of tables.
4: He's so efficient at it too. So he got there's just yeah. so many phasers everywhere now. <laughs> Oh, oh, love, good. I love our sweet boy, Data. He's yeah. a, he's he's a good best. sweet boy. He's truly the yeah. best. Do we want
0: to uh, maybe go to the archives? Yeah. To, do some Let's improv, do and then yeah. we can do some... Uh, we'll write the, the
4: episode. Yeah.
3: Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Enterprise D. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Ah. <sighs>
4: Oh, does anybody need anything like realigned or, or broken or something? I'm, I'm, I'm the, the strongest member of the crew besides data. So I've just been, people have injuries and stuff. I'm trying to reset it for everybody before we, you know, we do that one hour reset thing and we forget everything. Pert? Well, looks good. like
2: I, I, I'm good. I don't have any injuries or anything that's bad.
4: I'm fine. I'm good. Me. But nothing, nothing on yeah, my I part. I think I'm okay. Oh, hey, Heather? Hey, at, at I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh and uh, Tom, I couldn't help but uh notice that you uh-huh. you have a have a bone sticking out of your Yeah, s- your bone. Skin.
3: Th-
2: oh. It's bleeding a lot too. Yeah, am I'm, yeah. I'm fine.
0: Picard said I was fine. So I'm fine.
4: What do you mean Picard no said you were fine?
0: Uh, I was up on the deck, uh, like, 20 minutes ago, and uh, the whole thing happened, and then Crusher uh, was like, hey, is everyone okay? And Picard, like, looked around, looked at me. I was crying at that point, but he looked at me, he, like, looked down, looked up, and he said, nope, no injuries, we're all fine. And if Picard said I'm not injured, then I must not be injured. (laughs) So are you just Uh. willpowering yourself through this, or...? Picard's our commander, and if he's saying I'm not injured, <laughs> I must not be injured.
4: Okay, but you, you could oh. just go ahead and get it looked at. You could get Crusher to fix it and still maintain yeah, that. Yeah, but then
0: it's going to go on the logs, and it's going to be shown that I was on the deck when this happened, and Picard lied, and I can't have that on his record. Is that
1: arterial spray? Are, are yeah. you... Oh. It's just okay. you know I it's
4: gonna uh, check that. Well wow, you have a really good ear, Ensign Drayton, to, to hear the <laughs> arterial spray that way.
1: Just, just, well, what can yeah. I
4: say? <laughs> yeah. Uh wow. Okay. But well, that's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah it's really
3: it gross. gross. <laughs> don't I'll, go
2: to sleep. I'd say maybe don't go to sleep or maybe don't go go stay too- awake.
0: Maybe I'll go to Deanna Troy, and she can just help me will the pain away. You know, like oh, yeah. men- uh, like mental mind over matter it.
2: Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Troy, is she acting a little odd to you guys? Uh, I mean, my session was kind of, I've got a lot of problems with my parents dying and stuff, so mm-hmm. she usually just, she doesn't talk a lot, so she didn't bother me too much. Was she weird?
1: But <laughs> has, her voice sounds a little I, ma- she was I mean, just I don't trying... want to be politically incorrect, but it uh, uh, sounds like a little odd. A little
0: I thought deep. she was
4: trying to be a little bit more commanding with her speech. Yeah, she, just, you know? she was working on that. I mean, did you have a session that went weirdly or something uh, like that? I, you know, something?
1: Well, you know, we were just talking about the usual. And she just kept saying that it didn't matter because I was inferior and she was a superior race. I, really? I, 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 I mean, you that's know, weird. maybe she was having an off day. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean,
4: she's half humans. I don't know why she would say she's a superior. Like, was it xenophobic sounding? Was it?
2: Uh, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little. Maybe that's, yeah, that's something we should report. That doesn't sound very like, that doesn't sound like her,
4: right? It's it straight up doesn't sound like Deanna. Yeah. And it's and it, it literally also, it sounds like she doesn't sound like Deanna.
1: Yeah. Maybe I mean, she's I, not. I, I think I have. I don't know about that. She's screaming a lot lately, too, so just maybe.
4: screaming? <laughs>
2: She's just screaming? Yeah. Dang.
1: Not too sure why.
4: Well, Keeps talking know,
1: about getting out of our galactic neighborhood. What? That's,
3: that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah,
0: that doesn't sound <laughs> like really? Deanna. Deanna's it. a very warm, like, inviting person, very understanding about things. Yeah. That sounds like the exact opposite of what Deanna would, would
4: be would like. do, yeah.
0: Hey, can I borrow your napkin, uh, Lopek? This one? Yeah. yeah, I'm bleeding through mine.
4: Yeah. Oh, this is a Vulcan napkin, so it's three times stronger than a regular napkin. So you should, should... should. Why do you keep saying that? Why do you... You don't normally,
0: uh like, keep bringing up the fact that Vulcans are three times stronger.
4: I just... I think you guys often take me for granted for on a lot of things, and I think I, it's just good to remind you. Not that it matters, because all of our memories are going to be wiped in the next hour anyway. Which, did anybody yeah. understand why that's happening? I didn't get any information on that.
0: Well when no, I was on they, the bridge it, when I was on the bridge I did hear some things but I was trying to like just not focus on on the pain on the so, bleeding and the pain but the pain yeah. was so heavy that something about like another alien race not not being or not wanting
4: us being here oh ah, that's about all I got I'm trying to piece things together and I think it must be related to to counselor Troy because you know, she's an Ooh, empath. Yeah. And I like, didn't think about that. Aliens stuff. are always yeah. going inside her body and like taking control of it and, like, of it and doing weird shit stuff.
2: Yeah, that's kind of a weird theme that seems to be always happening. It's like, you know, I.
4: You yeah, know, that, go ahead.
1: that would make sense because, yeah, she was talking about wiping us out. So it <laughs> doesn't hmm. sound very Deanna no, Troy It's or. kind of
4: alt righty if, you, if you're familiar with 20, oh, 21st but- century uh, politics. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of scary.
2: Yeah, that sounds a little sketchy. What? There's some
1: something about the Great Replacement. I don't. Oh, I don't
4: know. No. Oh, jeez.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a big red flag. We're gonna have yeah. to.
4: Speaking of replacements, Pert, um, uh, I was wondering, um, the little moss thing you gave me that you, I bought from you, it it just yeah. went ahead and it just died, and I don't understand why because you said it was gonna last what? me years.
2: Yeah. Well, the. <laughs> I'm I can't I'm not totally exactly sure. They grew really fast in that like 30 second time frame yeah. uh that that happened bef- before this next this one. This is so, confu- if this that is makes so
4: confusing. Sense.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. The, the, the essentially I, I've got like way too many of them. I've got like a thousand of them and they grew really fast. Uh and they're not supposed to grow that fast. They're really just supposed to be like yeah, they're supposed to happen for a year. I can give you another. I can give you maybe four or five of them, uh, just fully grown. If you want that,
4: uh, okay. You I, I I I yeah. okay. I guess I can make do.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. I can say like maybe actually ten of them. And from what I've been reading, Tom, uh, actually the the diomedian scarlet moss, mm-hmm. it's really good for soaking up blood oh. and like and uh, you know making things sterile on on Hang cuts on a and stuff.
1: You said it was good for my psoriasis. Why? It's but it's also also good for, some-
2: also good for that. It's good, it, huh. it, it, it it's good for a lot of stuff. It's like it's kind of like uh, CBD. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like that where it's just good for just kind of because it wasn't
4: working on my for my Vulcan migraine, which is three times stronger than a regular migraine and I, you said oh, it was going to work on Vulcan migraines.
2: It usually does. It works on my Vulcan migraines. Is
4: everything Vulcan three times
0: stronger than humans?
4: That's kind of the baseline. We just we usually just estimate it's about three times more. Yeah. Would,
2: yeah. Well, you it's, should use three of them, really, because like, if it's three times more, it works for one migraine normally for like a human, so you should just multiply it times oh, three. okay. That's where know? I was
4: doing something yeah. wrong.
2: Well, pick, I, yeah, I, it's I, user error. Look,
0: like I heard that you, you and, um, you and uh, what's his name got in a fight.
4: He's so woozy. Uh, are are you talking about O'Brien? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the Sorry, rumor that I'm... we're trying to spread around. Because what? Uh, what do you... Well, it's just because uh, you know he actually strained his his arm ligament by hanging up Keiko's plants, but he's really embarrassed <laughs> about that, and he doesn't want Keiko to find that's out. That's how he did it. Yeah, that's how he did it. But you have to canonically you have to say that i was fighting him and that he almost beat me but you
0: would have, okay but you're three times stronger than a human you would thank have you destroyed. for remembering
4: finally that i am <laughs> uh you would have killed I him. i would have i probably would have killed him uh but tom you you literally your eyes are pointing in different directions i think i'm gonna take you to the sick bay
0: I'm fine. Yeah. Picard said I'm fine, and I'm starting to get a little warm. Yeah, it's no, okay. that's not a good sign. Okay. you're
4: pale. That's bad. You're so pale. You're yeah. paler than data right now.
0: We have mm-hmm. to protect our captain, and if Picard has a blemish on his record,
4: okay, I'm take I'm just gonna take him in there. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think he's fancy. Yeah, he's concentrating. Yeah. I hope you have a better session with Counselor Troy later. I'm gonna take this guy. Thank oh, you. Actually, really light. He weighs about a <laughs> super. about a third of yeah. what I'm used to carrying. So,
1: <laughs> Pert, I'm gonna have to talk to you about the psoriasis thing because it's definitely making it worse. That well, month.
2: it's unfortunate. I have a meeting. I have, I have a meeting that I have to. I'm trying to sell these to another station. So. <laughs> let's put let's put a pin in that i'll get back to you okay. maybe like uh a couple business days but it's the weekend coming up so maybe tuesday wednesday of next week we can have a conversation about the psoriasis uh right. problem no i don't provide any refund though. just I, that was pretty clear at the gate uh, also okay
4: we uh, was, I think uh, Katie mentioned this right before we went to the archives. We should have talked about this, the Klingon Tai Chi. The, muk, the right. Mukbara. Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? Makbara. Yeah. It looks very uh. chill. Very relaxing. This is yeah.
2: this is the type of shit that I tune into TNG for. Uh, n- none of the wait. space stuff. I literally just want to see them in their leisure time doing this.
0: Are you telling <laughs> me that Dan Curry invented those exercises?
4: I am. I'm telling you this.
2: <laughs> wait, d- wait. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we we found no this special effects way.
4: editor, basic
0: this special effects guy on TNG, like probably in like Voyager five episodes DS9. ago, six, yeah. Ep- yeah, yeah, six episodes ago. And ever since, we've been seeing him in, like, everything. But he, Dan Curry created the martial arts movements in Makbara.
2: What? Well, he <laughs> wow. usually creates all the, like, model, like alien models and stuff. He, like, huh. all the, the make, weird aliens and shit. So
4: Yeah. We have this running bit, Katie, that, like, whenever he goes home, he does side projects for, like, the, the coolest monster and alien designs <laughs> and stuff. And we call it Making <laughs> Some Curry.
3: Thanks. Making Some Curry.
4: <laughs> Uh, and the curry he made here oh, was God. inventing Klingon Tai Chi, which I guess is probably just appropriated, stolen Tai Chi moves and stuff, and making it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. What did he do? Read based, a book and then based on like... Tai Chi.
0: Well, he probably does Tai Chi. Yeah. It's, yeah. But it's
4: pretty big at the time. It's
0: you know. Instead of slow,
4: <laughs> fluid movements, they used clawed hands and fast, rough movements. Uh, and in the script, the original script, it was literally called Klingon Tai Chi. They didn't call it Mukbar. <laughs> i just here's the thing is this feels like it's outside of dan curry's umbrella you know like he's supposed to come in with designs and stuff but in this episode there wasn't much i mean he made the little green cloud probably i I like to imagine i like to imagine it was just gonna be klingon
0: tai chi like it was gonna be tai chi and then they saw, like, they saw, like, one day, episode before, Dan Curry's on set, but he's, like, on his lunch break doing Tai Chi on, like, a patch of grass on the the lot. And they're just like, <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. That's and then, what we need. That's what again, we need. Dan. <laughs> and he's like, Dan, what? Dan wrote a book about, it's called Star Trek, The Artistry of Dan Curry. <laughs> and it's all about his special effects work on star trek. Oh, that's so great. I
3: love it.
4: Good for him. Holy You're going to write a book someday. I like think, someday, Katie. Yeah, completely
1: <laughs> uh, and completely and, and I'll do like I'll I'll create a new type of tai chi at the same time. Oh yeah. I just like to think that like imagine some like Dan following around like the writer or the director I'd be like no no hear yeah. me out. Let's do, like, Tai Chi, but, like, oh, this. <laughs>
4: okay, Dan. Okay, Dan. Uh, and then they realized that he just wouldn't shut up. <laughs> it's like, we <"We've> got to do <laughs> they, it. They, like,
1: ran out of time. They're like, "Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay, fine. Just it's let his, him do it. Claude,
4: Claude Tai Chi oh moves. God. We're doing it. It's Curry. Dan
2: Curry. Dan Curry is everything we could have possibly hoped for. There's a Vice article about There's him. There's a Vice article <laughs> about Dan Curry. Yes, with <laughs> photos of him in his home with this giant like ant puppet that i'm assuming he created and he's like pretending to feed it and he looks like this really sweet old man (laughs) oh
1: i like i think it's true for several specialty uh fields in film and television but i feel like the special effects guys are like a certain breed of weirdos (laughs) (laughs) i I say that with love like in the best way possible yes um i there's a there's a a a studio here in la called studio adi that's run by two guys alec gillis and tom woodruff and they did like they were stan winston um proteges and they like Hmm. moved on to do things on their own um and i follow alec gillis on instagram and he's just like the funniest weirdest person i've and and they just have like like you know like xenomorphs like hanging hanging out with them and stuff all day
2: It sounds like a hell of a lot of fun, honestly. Oh, yeah. I mean, it sounds like
1: they have a blast, (laughs) but I just, I I love those department guys because they're so, like, (laughs) such weirdos in, like, the best way.
2: They're just like big kids playing (laughs) around with toys, basically.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Exactly.
2: Oh, it's so cool.
1: The world is their their playground. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like Dan Curry is one of those guys. Totally. Dan
0: Curry. Would love to have Dan Curry on the podcast.
4: Oh, we should. We should try to get him. (laughs) Uh,
2: Oh. That'd be incredible,
4: uh, but yeah, um, yeah, post that vice article, Dylan, in our in our Discord. Yeah. Oh, in yeah, the Discord, yeah. I'll post really the vice article
2: in the Discord.
0: Okay. So, um, the holodeck scene. Uh, I, I'm guessing the the Klingon Tai Chi wasn't in the holodeck, but initially, I was like, this "Is this, this holodeck? holodeck?" And then I was like, "Oh, it's ambu jitsu. They have, they have, they a, have gym. a gym. Yeah, yeah, they it's have a it's weird. gym. You gotta rent it out.
4: Yeah. So I'm gonna. But I think it's just scene, a, the the big goodbye <laughs> stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. the big goodbye stuff. So um, I'd say let's just jump in and rate it, and we can talk about it as we go, like we've been
4: doing in the past. Love it. Yeah. So, Katie, we're going to judge it based on six categories. We call it our Drask system, and it's dialogue, it's romance, action, suspense, camp, and stakes. One to five. Five is the highest score. And uh, it's it's a very – it's a perfect system. So <laughs> –
2: <laughs> it's it's only made like, like one
4: mistake, <laughs> one mistake ever,
2: and that's ranking. Take me out to the hollow suite at no, like fifteen. No, no.
4: it's when, it's when it, it ranked Voyager's projections really high. Okay, uh, yeah. So first, uh, the first category is dialogue. so Did anything stand out to anybody?
2: Uh, <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> right. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery. Uh, the accents
4: are so good. <laughs> The fact that also Whoopi is doing the accents is really fun.
2: Oof, Yeah. The, uh, she only does it like once, though. She does like at the beginning and then she's like, fuck this. I can't yeah. keep
0: this up. <laughs> yeah. The, the writing of having Data call in on the phone... <laughs> Instead of Incredible. just over the communicator is like amazing.
3: <laughs> I thought
4: this would be less disruptive. Yeah. And Picard, for a moment, you see, like, is it? Do I have to explain to him that it's still disruptive? No, just, just go ahead, <laughs> Data. Just. <no. laughs>
2: You're still interrupting my. Play is yeah, it an I'm, emergency? Data. Like.
1: <laughs> I think the only missed opportunity was when they cut to the bridge and they all come in in their uniforms. Yeah. Would have been great if it's like they come in with their geese, then yeah. and Picard comes in
4: with 100%. his full,
3: you know, well, well, like, <laughs> like they awesome. do in
4: the Lower Decks episode where they're—I think it's the season finale of last season when there's the emergency and they're all on. They're doing this day. They're doing their their off day, yeah. and everybody's <laughs> doing everything in like their pottery clothes and like. <laughs> but it's like a huge crowd. That's yeah. great. Um, yeah, so I, I I agree that was a missed opportunity. Uh, yeah. They probably shot it on a different day. Would be my guess because <laughs> of the stage. Yeah, I'm,
2: uh, um, I'm I'm gonna give this one a th- a three, just because uh, nothing like really like wowed me, but it was good. I'm yeah. gonna
4: give it a five because of uh, the the receptionist. Madeline saying, "Captain Picard, I don't know a Captain Picard." <laughs> <laughs> With that horrible <laughs> accent, when she picks up the phone, I was going to do a three point five. Three point five. Mm, okay. How about you, Katie?
1: I'm going to give it a five, just because I don't, I, I, I don't remember this episode, and it took me completely by surprise hearing Patrick Stewart doing that yeah. accent. <laughs> So I just yeah, it made me He's day. so into <laughs> it too. Yeah, he really commits.
4: Uh, romance? Uh, I don't think there's a ton. There's there's not really any romance here. His no. relationship with Gyna is purely platonic. Uh, yeah. His
0: Relationship with his secretary purely platonic. Yeah.
4: <laughs> For me, it's yeah. a zero. It's a zero.
2: Yeah. Zero.
4: Four zeros. Okay. Action. Action. Yeah. yeah.
2: We got that. That guy gets fucked up through
0: the yeah. window. There's, yeah. there's a hold up at the beginning.
4: Yeah, <laughs> ducking like. I'm gonna give it a a, a four or five. It's pretty. It's a, it's a brief flash, but yeah. It's pretty. Yeah, good. four or five for me too.
2: Um, I'm gonna give it a four. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. I'd say
1: four just because, uh, I didn't in- immediately understand what mm. happened. Because I feel like the sound was not quite selling it for me.
4: That's why we have to get pros oh, okay. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it was definitely one of those Star Trek moments where it's like, and now there's a lot of sound. Okay, wh- I'm not used to this on this show. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But you're right. They they probably depended a lot on the sound, and it didn't quite execute.
1: Yeah, it didn't it. Tele- it didn't communicate the way that... I would have liked it too. So I didn't initially like for the first second, I was like, what happened? Oh, okay. What,
4: what would you have done differently?
1: I don't even know if it's necessarily just sound. I feel like they just needed maybe like some guy like sneakily looking through oh, the window yeah. or something. I don't know. Like just something to like set it up a little better. It's more
4: surprise than yeah, it, it is just, tension.
3: And, it kind yeah, of and you can still have,
1: way. or even just have somebody. Yeah. Or just the angles, or yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it wasn't necessarily just sound. It was sort of the sound did what they could with that shot, but I felt like it just didn't have the coverage. Typical
4: sound designer blaming the picture. (laughs) (laughs) We did what we could. We did what we could. Uh, (laughs) Suspense. It's a mystery. It's, it's a, a mystery. <laughs> yeah,
2: this is like it's a mystery. I'm gonna mystery. give. I'm
4: gonna give extra points for suspense,
0: for visual suspense of like the shadow across oh, his shadow, face because you guide, can't see who oh, it is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I thought
4: that was good. That was, was good. Cool. Also,
1: that was also very film yeah. noir.
4: And there yeah. was a lot of tension at the beginning where like Guinan kept like being told not to come in, you know, and there's like what's mm-hmm. going on? Like is this not? So I was feeling through her character that suspense too. So I'm actually gonna give it mm-hmm. a five. Yeah, it's a five.
2: I'd say so too I don't think I've ever given suspense a 5 On any of these episodes It's usually pretty low suspense
4: How about you Katie? It's a 5 too Ooh yeah, Quinteros. A five. Quinteros
2: A Quinteros <laughs> Wow
3: uh,
4: We explain this every time we have a guest on And we give a it Quinteros It's <laughs> it's when a category gets all 5s And it's named after an obscure character From the episode 1101001 His name is Commander Quinteros <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're 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 keeping his character alive through through our ratings uh camp uh, big big fiber for me
2: yeah the the accents are 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 big camp for me it's It's an easy five incredible
1: just uh, all around. Even the way they shot it, they were trying to do like the film oh, noir, yeah. but on a TV yeah. set type
2: uh, thing. The TV budget, the TV budget film noir is yeah. like incredible. <laughs> did I sound, I did love it that. sound like
4: old timey Tommy gun sound effects? Like, did they go into the old sound library and pulled like <laughs> yeah. 30s Yeah, that's that was really.
1: Hey, that's commitment, yeah, man. Exactly. That's great.
4: Uh, and then finally, stakes. Um, Pretty low, I think.
0: I there's no like actual the, the like, stakes danger. of Guinan and Picard's friendship
4: might <laughs> uh... Like, look. If you don't want to play, you know, you can just tell me. Just it's say fine. no. She's like, no, I'll, I'll try it. <laughs> I'll give it a two. And then for Data that. saves
0: that friendship.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Data, she's not into. Now it. I need you to make up a an gives me point 0.5. Yeah, point five it gives me point five. There's really no stakes. There's not for it. You're right. Two's too high, but I gave it a two. Dylan.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, zero? zero.
4: Okay, and Katie,
1: I'd say a one just because, uh, you know, they they there's a, a stick them up and yeah. all that, but like not really. Yeah, uh,
4: we don't feel the really danger because really, yeah. it's the holodeck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool, computer. What's our final score?
3: Calculating. <phone rings> Three point two one. That's pretty. Wow, that's
4: actually high. pretty high. <laughs> yeah. That puts it uh above the below the killing game and displaced from deep space nine so
2: is it higher than take me out to the hollow suite i it's hope it's so. not okay Damn. so that's you're all. safe buddy <laughs> you're safe you're
4: good that's, that's great uh what well, how what a joy to have you on katie thank yeah, you yeah so thanks so much oh, thank you yeah thanks this for this was so me. much fun really appreciate it. Um yeah. do you have any like last thoughts any anything that you wanted to address or oh, geez, disclaimers uh, or
1: uh, uh no, I don't think so. Go watch Strange New Worlds when it comes out.
4: <laughs> All right. Twist my arm. I guess, <laughs> I guess I'll watch more yeah. Star Trek.
3: Darn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, anything it's you want to pitch fun, too. So. Anything
4: you
0: you like you want people to watch, see, do any social media that you want to post, like pitch, go for it.
1: Uh, no, no, I think, you know, I just, uh, I, I loved working on both of Star Trek Discovery, which is, but that's already out. If you haven't seen it, go see it. And Strange New Worlds is definitely a fun time. So cool. Did you work yeah, you on, check it out.
4: on season four of Discovery, Katie? Yeah. That's great. And every episode?
1: Yeah. No, okay. no. I was only on it uh, for one episode, sadly. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But that scheduled. one's
4: already come out. Which one was it?
1: It's the fr- it's the premiere. Oh, yeah. awesome, oh, rad! Sweet. And we just got nominated for a Golden Reel Award for it, so which Whoa. is like the sound Sound Branch Awards. Yeah. So, oh,
2: yeah. Well,
4: congratulations! Thank that you. episode's
2: I mean, like, rad too. That's a great yeah. episode. It's always yeah, weird it's to put one.
4: somebody on a spot this way, but like we should also mention that Katie has won an Emmy Award for her work. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, like it's it's really like thank a you. true honor to have you on. So, yeah. th- so thank you Aw, so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Um, Uh, Cool. Well, I hope, you know, in the future, if you didn't have a horrible time, maybe we can have you on again.
1: I would love to do it again. This was so
0: much fun.
3: (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Great.
4: Um,
0: Thanks for listening to Trek to the Holodeck. You can find us on any of the uh, podcasting platforms. Just make sure to uh, like, uh, follow, uh, subscribe, uh, rate, do whatever you can for whatever podcast. Do all the internet stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We also have a Discord. We need 100 more fans. Uh, 99. We need 99. (laughs) Sorry, we need 99 more fans (laughs) on the Discord. Uh, So, you know, call all 99 of your friends to get them on that thing. (laughs) The Discord.
4: <laughs> uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, that's just an easy way. And also give us a five star review. I know it's not popular on Spotify right now. Is having a PR crisis, but um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're still, if you're still, you know, we're here's the thing. We're ready to step into the position that Joe Rogan will vacate. <laughs> If if he leaves the platform (laughs) with his hundred million dollar contract, we will take that burden on. Uh, Or we're gonna
2: take ourselves off Spotify, and that'll definitely push Spotify to take Joe Rogan off.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, we just we just lost twenty three more listeners.
1: Like the straw
2: that broke the camel's back. Yeah. All right. Enough. this obscure Star Trek podcast that finally did a man. (laughs) We
4: lost Neil Young. We lost Joni Mitchell and (sighs) Trek Trek to to the the holiday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The intro and outro music was provided by the artist Bodyline,
4: used with permission from the Midwest Collective, now available on Bandcamp.
2: Uh, And the computer voice was done by Verona Blue.
4: And finally, uh, we're a fan podcast. We have no no association with Paramount, Viacom, CBS, or anything like that. Uh, we just have friends who are so lovely to come and join us. Uh, and uh, so, just you know, be cool. we we you know <laughs> don't and, take yourself down. <laughs> and and, and uh, subscribe to Paramount Plus. If that's the only way that you can watch Star Trek, then that's a great way to watch Star yeah. Trek. Yeah. Yes. Especially and if you we- want to watch Discovery, which I yeah.
3: <laughs> worked on. Um, I think okay. that's it. Uh, end cool. program.
4: <laughs> you spent virtually every free hour in the Hollow Suite.
2: For a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram.
0: That means the holodeck's safeties are
3: off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck.
1: All holo simulations have been terminated.